I personally think the measure of a good entrepreneur is not how many times they fail, but it's how they react to the failure. And so my biggest piece of advice is if you fail or if you have a bad sales day or you feel like nothing's going right, just keep pushing and try not to get too discouraged by it. Mississippi is known for our music, our food, and hospitality, but we're also a state full of creativity, innovation, and entrepreneurs. From Innovate Mississippi, this is Startup State. Today, Gary talks with Shelby Baldwin, co-founder of Rocketing Systems. Rocketing Systems, through its flagship product, Buzzvasseter, offers a digital marketing platform that helps brands leverage the growing power of nano and micro-influencer marketing. I'm Gary Watts. Thank you for joining us for the latest Startup State podcast. We're excited. Shelby Baldwin's with us today to talk a little bit about their new product at their company, Rocketing Systems. Tell us a little bit about Rocketing Systems and how you got started with that company, kind of, and what the inspiration of it was. Rocketing Systems is a software development company, and basically we create software platforms for e-commerce solutions. And basically how we came up with this idea was last spring, uh, we were all college students at Mississippi State University, and we decided to do a case study online retail store where we basically created a women's fashion clothing store online and did a bunch of testing to just see, you know, what sales methods worked and things of that nature. And so after our first month in business, uh, we did some testing, introduced a brand ambassador program, um, which I can explain later more if anyone is you know, confused about how that works. But we introduced a brand ambassador program and uh, ended up scaling to making over $300,000 in revenue in less than a year. And basically, we just found a lot of pain points in running an e-commerce brand, including um, scaling, uh, making how to make more sales, how to manage daily operations. And so we decided to start a software company that would create platforms um, with using automation and things of that nature that would help e-commerce owners run their stores better. And so that is how we got the idea to start Rocking Systems. The product itself is called Buzz Ambassador. Oh, no, Buzz Ambassador. How do you say that? Yes, it's Buzz Ambassador. And that is just our first product that we've released with Rocking Systems. Let's talk a little bit more about a brand ambassador and what really that entails. What types of companies, you know, in retail use those type of people? Basically, how a brand ambassador works is it's a form of influencer marketing. And so I'm sure when a lot of people think of influencer marketing, they think of celebrities like, you know, Kylie Jenner, the Kardashians, even Tiger Woods, you know, people that are that have a lot of followers on social media that brands will use to promote their products. But now influencer marketing is kind of transitioning and brand and businesses are starting to use more mass amounts of regular people instead of a few amounts of big celebrities. And so brand ambassadors are that form of influencer marketing where brands are using a lot of more smaller, I guess, influencers and micro-influencers that have smaller audiences and are more just like regular everyday people. And so basically how that works is a business will use everyday people on social media um, like, you know, whether it's college students, whether it's moms or sports players, just whoever their target market is. And they will say, hey, uh, we'd love for you to be a brand ambassador for our brand. Well, usually the brand will provide the person with a unique discount or a referral code that they make. And so, like, for example, my name is Shelby. 
if I was repping Target, for example, then I could have a code called Shelby15. And I, I would go post on my social media and say, um, hey, everyone, go shop at Target and use my code Shelby15. It'll give you 15% off of your purchase at Target. And so these brand ambassadors go, go around to their audiences and promote these brands' products and post pictures of them or whatever it may be using that referral code. And usually the brand will give their brand ambassadors commission on whatever sales that their code helps bring in. Or they'll give them like free products, they'll post them on their social media pages, which can help give that person more followers and more exposure. And so it's kind of different brand to brand on how they run the program, but that's just the overall gist of it. And usually the type of, of businesses that benefit the most from these programs are just retail businesses, especially fashion. Um, health products like supplements or, you know, workout clothes. Um, we see a lot of people using it in like beauty and cosmetics, makeup, um, things of that nature. So it really just depends on, you know, what, what business thinks that that will work best for them. But we see it a lot in the retail sector for sure. So thus it created an opportunity or a need for some kind of customer resource management system for these companies to use to kind of keep up with who all their investors were. Yes, exactly. Is this something that you were doing for some companies? And how are you drawn to that space specifically? We were running our our online case study store, like I touched on earlier. Uh, We were kind of getting into the e-commerce space. We were running a women's fashion brand and just starting out. And we started looking at other companies that were more successful in that space, like, you know, the big online retail monsters or whatever you want to call them, like Fashion Nova, um, you know, Target, whether the big brands in that space. And we realized the common theme that a lot of the online um, retail brands in fashion and other niches were using brand ambassadors and they'd post them on their page and we'd, we'd watch YouTube videos um, telling, you know, new e-commerce owners to try out brand ambassador programs and talking about how lucrative they were. And so we decided to start one ourselves And so when we were doing this testing and we started a brand ambassador program for our online retail business, we ended up scaling to having over 9,000 ambassadors in 41 countries around the world. And we just kind of realized that these, we had a women's clothing brand. So these girls, um, they, they really wanted to have that connection with the brand that they were working with. They wanted to be able to say like, Hey, I work for this cool brand. And they wanted to post about it. They wanted to be like, I had a relationship with that company. And so the customers really loved it. And we just kind of realized that it was something that is really big right now in the online retail space. And so, yes, we did it ourselves and we identified pain points in running those programs. Like I said, we had 9,000 ambassadors. They were all over the place and we had to keep up with who was bringing in what sales and which codes were being used and sending emails back and forth to them, giving them information, answering their questions keeping up with who had posted us already, who needed to post. And there's just so many different moving parts. And there wasn't a software on the market that would automate all of those things. And so we just decided to make one. Tell me what the background of a person that wants to be a brand ambassador, are there requirements to be one? I mean, do you have to have a certain number of social media followers? What, what, what kind of gives you the ability to do that? Or can just anybody sign up to do it? It kind of depends on what the brand, that specific brand is looking for. So for us, we were just looking for people that 
you know, were passionate about our brand or felt some type of connection and to our brand and, and really liked our clothes. And we obviously had like a specific age, age range that we were looking for between about 18 to 24, 25. We were looking at like the younger women age range, but every brand looks, looks at it differently. We personally did not um, count out people based on the amount of followers they had, but some brands do. The reason that we didn't is because we were doing a lot of research into, you know, micro influencers. In other words, those people that have less than, you know, 10,000 followers on their social media. We realized that it doesn't really matter how many followers a person has, as long as the followers that they do have are feel loyal to that person and feel, you know, engaged with that person. So if somebody has 10 followers, but all their followers are their best friends, if they post something on their, on their Instagram or on their Facebook, then those people feel close to that person and they'll, they still have buying power or purchasing power um, from what that person posted. Whereas with someone that has like a hundred thousand or a million followers, those people aren't as closely engaged with that person. They probably have never met that person in real life. You have less conversion percentage with a bigger Instagram or social media personality. And so we personally didn't vet people based on number of followers, but some brands do. It kind of just depends on what that brand strategy is for running their program. Yeah, that makes so much sense. So really less is more. Yeah, well, in our opinion, we kind of think it's quality over quantity. You know, like if someone only has a thousand followers, versus a million, but there are a thousand followers love that person and they know that person and they trust everything what they say, then they can promote a product. And if they say that this product is really good quality and this brand is really awesome, their followers are going to believe them. Whereas, you know, the big celebrities like the Kardashians, they get paid to do brand deals all the time. And whether or not they actually use the product or like the product, they're still going to post about it because they're getting paid. And so that trust kind of goes down because people kind of get desensitized to seeing them promote brands all the time. And they're like, okay, this is just another paid deal. It doesn't really mean anything. So I, I personally think that it's quality over quantity, but some brands have a different opinion. It just kind of depends on, you know, what they like to do with their programs. How do you come up with the name Buzz Ambassador? You know, brand ambassador kind of created a play on words with that. Um, and what we were thinking about is just that, you know, all the buzz that is created around someone's brand, the word of mouth can really spread that like wildfire. And, you know, when when you hear someone talking about, let's say, some big event in politics or something, you, you hear people say, like, you know, everyone's just buzzing about this or everyone's buzzing about this. And it just kind of means word of mouth, like a lot of a, a lot of attention around something. And so we looked at that word buzz and then thought about, you know, brand ambassadors create buzz around your brand. And we just kind of came up with buzz ambassador and just put the two words together and ended up loving it. And it also led to a lot of really fun, creative brand elements. Like we use a lot of yellow, we use a lot of like honeycomb, things like that. And that's just kind of become our whole brand. And we actually really love the way that it turned out. So I thought that was kind of a fun way to come up with that. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit. So your product is delivered by, I assume, as software as a service? Yes. Okay. So there would be a monthly recurring or an annual license fee. So explain how you actually deliver the product to the customer. Yes. So it is a software application. So the brand owners 
can just purchase the software and use it for as many months as they need it, and then they can cancel. Um, and so right now we have three different pricing tiers, and the one that's most popular for us right now, since we are a startup and we're just now getting started, is our lowest pricing tier, which is a $60 for every three months. Right now that pricing tier is really focused on the small businesses and the new entrepreneurs that are just kind of getting into this brand ambassador space. And they don't have as many ambassadors as like a large company would have. So um, it doesn't cost as much on our end for hosting and things of that nature. And so that's why that price is a lot lower than probably some other competitors in the SaaS space. But as we continue to diversify our customer base and get more customers that are more medium-sized or larger businesses, then we have higher pricing tiers. And basically, a company would just move up in the pricing tiers as they get more ambassadors. Let's say someone had 10,000 ambassadors, and they would probably pay a bit bit more than $60 a month because there would be more back-end needs for the software to be able to manage that many people. And so that's kind of how the pricing works. Are you still developing modules for this or do you think it's a finished product now? And the reason I ask about that, is there any module with this product that would help a small business actually go recruit ambassadors? We do have our current application that's like ready to be sold out right now. We have customers on that, Um, but it's a very minimum basic version of the product that we launched in May of this year to just kind of test things out and see how customers liked it and how you know, how the demand would be for it and things of that nature. But we are releasing our first big software update that just increases the performance, has really good looking uh, user interface design. It's more user friendly. It looks really good. And so that's like our first big update. As far as your question about the recruitment of the ambassadors, that's not something that our current application offers, but that is something that we want to implement. You know, when we were doing it ourselves, we found it pretty easy to find ambassadors. You know, it was as simple as running an ad on Facebook saying we're looking for ambassadors or going and commenting on people's, you know, pictures using hashtags and saying, you know, we'd love to have you join our team. That wasn't a problem for us specifically. We found more of the problem to be in the back end management. And so that's kind of like the gap that we were trying to fill. But we would like to add those recruitment features later on just to make the app vertically integrated. That's something that we want to do down the pipeline for sure. This is coming from a Generation X guy. You know, there's a lot of people my age that are probably out there in small business that would like to get into this, but didn't have a clue of how to get into this. And so I think there could be a good market there for you. Something that we do offer right now with our current product is we have a lot of post-purchase training that we offer to our users. And so basically what that looks like is we not only teach them how to use the application, you know, kind of give them a walkthrough of how everything works, but we also do like calls with our customers. Um, We'll do video tutorials and teach them how to, use the program to their best benefit. So that often will teach users, if you're struggling with finding ambassadors, here's what we did and here's what you can do to help you through that process. We're kind of using that post-purchase relationship, that post-purchase community and training to supplement those recruitment features in the meantime before we add that to our software later on. Let's talk about what kind of challenges you faced as you launched this new product and company. 
I would say the biggest challenge for us so far has just been I've recently graduated from Mississippi State. One of my business partners is still in school and the other one graduated a couple months before I did. And having feelings of inadequacy of like, okay, we're too young. We don't know what we're doing. Are we really doing this right? Is there something that we're missing? You know, just that self-doubt. I would say that's the biggest challenge that we've faced so far. But we've had, we've been blessed that we've had plenty of resources and people that have really been investing in us in that way. And we've had several mentors tours and people that have helped us along the way and helped us make sure that we're doing everything right legally and financially and all those things that are kind of big worries for a new business. We've worked really closely with the Entrepreneurship Center on campus at Mississippi State and the leadership in there, Eric Hill and Jeffrey Rupp. They've helped us a ton um, over the past year since we've really been developing this. And I would say we've been, we've been very blessed to have had people that have helped us through that challenge. Uh, but so far, that's the biggest one that comes to mind is just the fact that we are so young and we all we started this while we were still in school. And so balancing that with class and organizations and things like that, and then having to transition to full time and, you know, have our, our passion is also supplementing our all of our income and things like that um, has been interesting. But like I said, we've been very blessed that it's worked out so far. Well, speaking of that, how have you worked with Innovate Mississippi and how have they helped you through this process? We got in touch with Innovate Mississippi after we pitched at Startup Summit, which is MSU's annual student pitch competition. We actually won the competition and Tony Jeff was one of the judges. And afterwards, he reached out to us. You all sound awesome. We really want to be in touch with you more as far as Innovate Mississippi goes. And so that kind of began our relationship with Innovate Mississippi. So far, they've been an incredible resource for us. They've helped us find out about opportunities like the New Venture Challenge, which we pitched at, did really well in that, ended up coming in second place in our division, which was the post-revenue division. They've always been telling us about the seed fund and the different resources that they offer, conferences, giving us a lot of opportunities to come and be connected with mentors and investors. And they've really helped us out through the process. And we, you know, we are very grateful for everything that they've given us so far. How many customers do you have now? Right now we have about 760 users of the application. And again, those are those small businesses and new entrepreneurs that are just kind of getting into the brand ambassador space. And after we release our big update, we plan to really diversify that customer base and start adding more medium and, and larger size businesses, which will help us scale the amount of customers that we have. What advice would you give to some up and coming entrepreneur that's just starting out or has an idea? I would say my biggest piece of advice would just be to try a bunch of different things and not be afraid of trying. Because we, we had to do so much different things at once, testing different ads, trying out different methods of sales and all this kind of stuff. And Oftentimes it was it was easy to get discouraged and think, okay, nothing is working and just have those, those like I said earlier, those feelings of self-doubt. But you just kind of have to keep going and keep pushing. And one thing that I always say is, you know, people oftentimes say, you know, the measure of a good entrepreneur is how successful they are and, you know, 99% of startups fail and all that kind of stuff. But I personally think the measure of a good entrepreneur is not how many times they fail, but it's how they react to the failure. And so my biggest piece of advice is just if you fail or if you have a bad sales day or you feel like nothing's going right, just keep pushing and try not to get too discouraged by it. 
because, you know, if you can pull yourself out of that hole and pull yourself up and just stay encouraged and really just keep trying and keep believing in yourself, then that's, that's the biggest, most important piece of being successful in entrepreneurship. I I absolutely agree. When I was your age in the nineties, I, uh, right out of college, bought a Dairy Queen franchise and uh, I was in it 10 years and lost a lot of money. And mm-hmm. for the longest time, I thought it was a failure, but I'd never be able to do what I'm doing now without that experience. And I think that failing is almost a necessity for the entrepreneur to be able to be prepared for what's ahead of them in life. So I think that's great advice. Oh yeah. I, I definitely believe in that hundred um, percent. If we wouldn't have had those bad days and those failures that we've had so far, we wouldn't be where we are either because it's really just such a big learning experience and being able to adapt and react to, you know, what you learned from failing. And so, yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. Is your headquarters up in Startville still? You still live there? Yes. We actually just got a new office um, up in Starkville. It's in the same building as the Central Station Grill. Which is which is pretty bad because we always are tempted to go get food pretty much every day because it smells so good. But yeah, we're we're still up here. Like I said, one of my business partners is still in school at um, Mississippi State, and so we're kind of two of us are full time, and we're we're helping him, you know, have this office as a resource. He can come and work in between class, and once he graduates, we might relocate, but we're still trying to figure that out. But for right now, yes, we're in Starkville, and we love being up here. We have access to the awesome, talented pool of students that we can use and hire and kind of build a relationship with the university in that way. So it's been great. Well, Shelby, we really appreciate the opportunity to talk to you today and the time you've taken out. And we're excited about Rocketing Systems and this product, Buzzbassador. So we can't wait to hear what's happening next year at this time to see how you've grown. I appreciate you guys for having me. Um, This is my first podcast I've ever done, so it's pretty exciting. (laughs) And again, I I really do appreciate Innovate Mississippi for everything that they've helped us with so far. And I really appreciate you guys' time as well. Let's start something great. From Innovate Mississippi, this has been Startup State. For more information on the Startup State podcast and entrepreneurial services offered by Innovate Mississippi, visit innovate.ms. Startup State is sponsored by Fuse.Cloud. Fuse.Cloud provides businesses of all sizes worry-free IT solutions. Visit Fuse.Cloud for more information. This podcast innovatively produced in Mississippi by MWB Studios.